You are listening to the Alouette's Flight Deck, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. All right, folks, we've been clear for takeoff. I'm going to be iconic. And welcome to Alouette's Flight Deck, podcast dedicated to Montreal Alouette's football, the Great Cup winning Montreal Alouette's football. I'm Jim Capper, uh, along with my co-host here. Cliffy D, here in the house, ready for season nine, Tim. Season nine of the Alouette's Flight Deck is now live, now happening on <laughs> the interwebs. And yes, you will be able to download it later. If, you, if you're not yes. catching this live, you can download it later, but... Uh, I, I'm excited, Tim. I'm stoked. I, I'm ready for us to to do this thing right here, right now. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And we also got to remind everybody, and also can't thank enough for joining us this year. Is our presenting sponsor, uh, Sport Buff, uh, where they have again provided us with a, uh, a a promo code where you can save ten percent off on your entire order. Uh, it is Al's Flight Deck Ten, and just head over to sportbuffshop.com and support local as normal, right, Cliff? Hundred percent. You got to support the local, and uh, yeah, definitely excited. To, uh, Tim, I mean, it's off season, but it's is it really off season anymore when it comes to Canadian football? I mean, it's, it feels like there's always stuff that's going on. It's just not enough necessarily to do a weekly show. And props to the the, the guys and gals that do. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. if, if you're able to do it, you know, more power to you. But I think it's good for us to kind of take a bit of a breather sometimes, you know, the way we do, like we finished our last episode was December, 2023 celebrating that great cup win, but free agency is here now live. And we got to start talking about, we got to talk about the moves that were made over the winter, so to speak. And, uh, again, I cannot overstate how excited I am for us to be back doing this. And I say we jump in feet first, Timmy. Oh yeah, for sure, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's funny, you know, everybody looks forward to, uh, you know, the, the, it's funny how we've made the tampering window a a thing in in the CFL, you know, I don't think in any, any other league where you could have a tampering window like this, where you can talk to somebody even before free agency starts, but uh, Hey, I'm all for it with the CFL, right? (laughs) What's, what's incredible is this, this is the first year where, Alwitz Nation gets to truly enjoy it for what it is because last year, let's not forget, there was a whole kerfuffle as far as ownership of the team and what oh, was yeah. going to happen. And general manager Danny Machocha couldn't do anything. Like he couldn't do anything of note during the tampering window being open. And you would think that would sink the team, but look what happened. It it sure as hell didn't sink the team. <laughs> No, and, and that's one of the things I wanted to, to start off on before we started actually talking about the, the roster moves that, that the Owls have made. You know, what a year, you know, what a difference a year makes, eh, Cliff? I mean, considering that everything that we went through, I think at this time last year, we were just actually, if I remember correctly, the date that we're taping this being, you know, on uh, on Valentine's Day, I think this was the day a year ago that Coach Jason Moss was hired. It was announced that he was hired. If I remember correctly, if I remember correctly, you're remembering incorrectly. He was actually hired uh, December of 2022. What? What was that? Was that thing that was actually done? Because I know I've mentioned it before on on a previous pod where it was 
uh, was it getting Cody? It was maybe it was getting. It was making official that Cody Fajardo was going to come be a member of the Alouettes. That's what it was. Okay, okay, uh, yeah. So, but either way, look at the difference a year makes. I mean, you know, we're the ta- we're in the tampering window. We couldn't do anything. We saw the the free agencies, the free agents that we were going to be losing. Most likely, we were going to be losing. But something about what Danny, you know, our GM Danny Mac was able to do, and this year, you know, with with PKP coming in last year. It is a completely different off season that we that Al's fans have had to go through, you know. And on top of that, we are, you know, the Al's are, you know, 110 Great Cup champs. Exactly, so, and and buoyed by that, I'm, I'm, I think there's a sense of relief and what's the opposite of urgency? Because it's not that. I, I think it's just sort of a calm, if you will. Like obviously, mm-hmm. you're going to have to make moves. I mean, players are going to move on, even though everybody said at the end of the Great Cup. You know, everybody wanted to come back. And I think we we knew that that was just not realistic at all. I mean, people retire, people move on, people get shots to go play in the NFL. I mean, there's any number of reasons why you can't bring every single member of that championship team back. And that's fine. That's understandable. That's football. Football is like that. You know, there's always ebbs and flows. There's always changes to be made. Things have to evolve. And I'm excited to see what's going to be happening. I mean, we, we've got a lot of moves to talk about, uh, like people leaving the nest as well mm-hmm. as coming in. And, you know, like so far, I, I have to say, like, I, I think this year, knowing full well that Danny Machocha has basically carte blanche to do what he does best. And that yeah. is clearly building a championship roster. He mm-hmm. did it last year. Why can't he do it again this year? You know, it's true. And again, just the roster moves themselves. I mean, I, obviously we had a lot of players signed uh, right after the, the, the Owls won the Grey Cup. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, he immediately was able to bring back some of the big names, some of the guys that really were going to be a concern. But man... I, I love this type of stuff. I really do. I, you know, I'm not, I'm, you know, me and people who've been listening to the show for a long time, you know, you know, nine plus years that we've been doing this thing is that, you know, I don't care about the draft, that type of stuff, but I love the off season stuff because I want to see how our team is going to, how our team is going to, you know, what it's going to become once training camp does come in, you know, in May, but yeah, man, it's, but just looking at, I think if we were to start anywhere, first and foremost, I think we need to start off with two of the guys that we were sad to lose, but it wasn't that we lost them in free agency. We actually lost them to the NFL, didn't we? We sure did. And uh, I would say arguably two of the major contributors to that great cup winning game that was played last November. Uh, We'll just start right up at the top. Uh, Austin Mack who had a phenomenal season is a phenomenal rookie season mm-hmm. with the, with the Alouettes, not a rookie technically because yes, he did play in the NFL before briefly, but this was his first year in the Canadian football league and he was just outstanding. There's just no two ways about it. He was a phenomenal player for the Alouettes and a big part of the reason why they are the 110th great cup champions. Uh, he decided to take his talent South literally south i'm talking about the dirty south in atlanta <laughs> yeah austin max signs a a futures contract with the atlanta falcons uh 
gets guaranteed money, uh, a very nice sum actually mm-hmm. to, to sign on. And honestly, with uh, a lot of the changes that are being made with the Falcons, he actually has a very, very good chance of sticking around and actually being a contributor for this team. So it, it, it's bittersweet because we love Austin. Dude was amazing. He was a mm-hmm. friend of the show. Always happy to see us. We're always happy to talk to him. Uh, Another one of our day one guys. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, like I said, I, I, I knew of him before because he was very briefly a member of the San Francisco 49ers, my NFL team. And I, I, I saw the talent was there before as just a matter of, was he going to get a chance to shine and shine? He did ladies and gentlemen, he clearly was able to parlay that into re- a return to the NFL mm-hmm. and, Hats off to him, man. He he's gonna go. He's gonna kill it down there. I, I can tell you right now. He's gonna go down there, and with all the changes that's happening with the Atlanta Falcons organization, uh, they've got a new head coach, and uh, there's a few uh, free agents that are gonna, probably gonna be leaving or moving on at the receiver position. So I think Austin has a very very good chance of cracking the lineup and just give him the opportunity and he's going to make it work. That's exactly what he did in Montreal, and I have no doubt in my mind he's going to do the exact same thing in Atlanta. Yeah. And then we had a guy who came in uh, after being in the NCAA championship game. Uh, Another Canadian dude who just bowled out, came in at just the right time, was able to get used to the Canadian game. Uh, You know, the Alouettes unfortunately do lose uh, while Uglak um, after making a, what a year he did, you know, how he stood out in the CFL in year one, uh, He's, you know, he was, uh, he was, he was picked up and signed a futures contract with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So it, it's funny, by the way, both these guys are going to be in the NFC South. <laughs> that's it. They're going to, they're going to see each other at least twice. Yeah. That's incredible. I mean, that's, <laughs> I, and I'm sure they're going to enjoy it. I think they're going to have a, a good laugh, even though like now they're technically division rivals, but, uh, yeah, uh, definitely tough to see. Ugolako because in the same vein as Austin Mack, definitely a, a great guy to sit and talk with. Uh, guy played his ass off. There's no question about that. I mean, yeah. the way with his height and his reach, his wingspan, the way he was able to smack balls down, uh, just get to get after the quarterback. I mean, the guy was just an absolute menace on the defensive line. I mean, just yeah. it made a hell of an impact in the Grey Cup too. And if anybody remembers or happened to watch, I think somebody was going. Uh, uh, one of the guys uh, on 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 X were breaking down the game itself, and they actually pointed out. And, and now, whenever I see the 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 last attempt, at, you know, the last kickoff at the end of the game of the Grey Cup cliff, I mm-hmm. I see it all the time. Is Wall actually pointed out to the to basically his teammates who was going to be the kicker? Yeah. On that last try for the free kick, he, he pointed it out. I mean, that's the guy that learned and knew the Canadian rules. And I can only imagine how well this dude is going to do in the NFL. But it, luckily, the Owls do, do still, as far as I know, they own his rights, even though they are technically free agents. No, no, it was their option year. So they, we still do own them, if I remember correctly. Uh, I their believe rights. so. If for whatever reason it doesn't work out for them in the NFL, they could come back to the Alouettes. That's one of the nice things about taking advantage of the NFL window. Uh, sometimes teams will release a player to – explore those opportunities but yeah. in this case it was a matter of they were within the window so yeah if it do, for whatever reason if it doesn't work out down south then yes they could come back and become members of this alouettes organization again yeah. which and, and, as i said 
it's bittersweet because I want them to do well as people because, like I said, they're pheno- both phenomenal gentlemen and absolutely incredible football players. But I would not be mad at all if they were to come back and be a member of this organization again. Yeah, exactly. And by the way, you, you've, you've set it up perfectly how to go into the next level that you talk about guys asking for the release. It was a very interesting offseason, too. It's that a lot of some of these guys that were free agents uh, actually did ask the Alowitz for their early release without having to worry about going through and waiting up to the to, to the tampering window, et cetera, et cetera. The Owls did have quite a few and big names also asked the Alowitz to go ahead and release them early so that they could look elsewhere. Yep. Uh the most notable, of course, would be uh, one of the, uh, as we like to call it, the three-headed monster of uh, William Stambeck, Jeshwin Antwi, and Walter Fletcher. It was William Stambeck that had asked for and was granted his release so that he can take his talents elsewhere. Uh, this is a tough one because Will's been a part of the team since 2017, I believe, or actually no, 2018. Mm-hmm. He was a member of, it was when he first joined the Alouettes and uh, he grew with the city. He came along. I mean, it was just at the tail end of that sort of down period for the Alouettes. And then they found themselves on the upswing and he was a major, major contributor to that. Uh, 2022 or uh, yeah, yeah, it was in 2022. He yeah. suffered a, a hellacious injury in the first game against Calgary worked his ass off to get back to and was able to contribute towards the end and was a part of the, you know, great cup run, so to speak in of 2022 mm-hmm. coming up just short in the uh, Eastern final against the Toronto Argonauts. But 2023 it was a bit of an interesting year for him because yeah. he was still contributing at a, a solid level. Uh, a lot was expected of him. And for the most part, he was able to answer the call, but you also had Joshua Antwi kind of, Backing him up, but at the same time, playing outstanding football in his own right. Walter Fletcher, when he got the chance to get on the field, he was doing amazing things as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I mean, as, as as much of it was an embarrassment of riches for the Alouettes in the backfield, at the same time, I was like, well, there's only one football and there's three very capable running backs. I mean, you need two. There's no question about that. You need two guys in the backfield, 100%, that can run the rock. And it's one of those things where – Three's a crowd, I guess. So <laughs> you had to make you, you had to make a decision. Okay, of these three, you can only keep two. And ultimately, Danny Machote decided, well, we're keeping Walter Fletcher. We're keeping Jeshwin Antwi. Those guys were extended. And uh, unfortunately, I guess William saw the the writing on the wall. Kind of looked at uh, the younger, cheaper options that uh, Fletcher and Antwi ended up being, and. You know what? I don't fault him at all. I don't fault Stan back at all. He wanted to secure the bag like uh, Gino Lewis did, like Vernon Adams did. And sometimes in order to do that, you got to go elsewhere. And lo and behold, uh, he ends up uh, signing a contract with the BC Lions. Uh, their running back situation was a, a little bit uh, different last year. It seemed like uh, was it Taekwon Mazel. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. He was a solid contributor, but at the same time, kind of was still trying to find his way. Whereas now, like he'll, I believe he's still a member of the organization, but uh, now with William Stanback essentially going to come in as running back number one, I, I think that's going to be a situation that's going to benefit both of those guys tremendously. And you know, Will's going to get paid. Uh, he's going to get a chance to shine. And I'm sure best of all for him, 
he gets reunited with Vernon Adams Jr., who he arguably had his best success with in 2019. The two of those guys working for the Alouettes. And it's tough because, yeah, huge standback fan. Uh, I, you know, I've gotten to know him over the years. Uh, definitely a solid dude up and down, left and right, however you want to phrase it. He's definitely an amazing character. And, you know, he's definitely going to be missed here in Montreal. I know a lot of fans were very understanding, but at the same time disappointed that he's not going to be continuing on with the Alouettes. Uh, truthfully, all we can do at this point is wish him all the best and uh, hope he goes out there and he, he he gets what he's looking for out in BC. Yeah, he had some stuff to say too. Anybody happen to listen to his to his uh, initial press uh, availability with the BC Lions? He had some interesting stuff to interesting stuff to say. But um, you know, just as being media members and supporters as we are, it's just that. Um, you have to take it for what it is. He's the one who played. He's the one who played played for the team. So, But one thing I did find interesting, by the way, Cliff, and I told you this already, is that I don't know what it is about, you know, the outlets really don't, the last recent period of time, the outlets really have not had a major turnover when it came to their incumbent, you know, running back. But I'm curious to know, what, what are your thoughts on this um, while we're talking about, you know, the, the new players that come in and out for the you know, for the Alouettes on their roster. You know, the last four incumbents, the guys have been the one. None of them have lasted, I think, at no more than more than five and a half, six years. You know, because we went from Stanbeck, and then it's now Stanbeck, but but then it was uh, you know, Sutton, and then it was Coburn, and then it was um who's the other one? Uh, it was Whitaker then Coburn. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah. what are your th- what are your thoughts on that? I mean, is it a matter of age thing? Is it a matter of money thing? Because I think it's a combination of how some of these these uh, our incumbent running backs have left the Alouettes. Is that it was either by free agency or it was by just by you know that type of thing. I mean, uh, obviously continuity is good to have when it comes to, for running backs. But uh, any any thoughts when when somebody like me or uh, you know another somebody uh, you know a historian will bring up that type of of uh, information to, to a fan when it comes to our our incumbent running backs i think what it comes down to is when the alouettes make a move at running back it's about what do they have waiting in the wings because they don't just get rid of somebody for the sake of getting rid of somebody like they 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 tend not to just cast somebody aside for whether it's, you know, these, these guys are too expensive or they're not producing or anything like that. It's uh, to me, it always feels like if they, if they feel confident enough in their backup plan, they go ahead with it. And I think that's really what it came down to. Uh, for example, uh, the reason why William Stanback became the, the number one running back in Montreal was because Tyrell Sutton, you know, they, they looked at that situation. And I thought, okay, we got something good here in Stanback, so uh, Sutton's expendable. Uh, and then when Sutton was became running back number one, Brandon Whitaker became expendable, and so on and so forth. Like you, you go back through the history of the Alouettes, and it always feels like, okay, the next man that comes up and is ready to go, once once they feel that he's ready, mm-hmm. then it's, I, I hate to say, for lack of a better term, the old guy ends up getting shown the door, which, again... None of these guys were old when the Alouettes no. got rid of them. It was, no. it was a, a case of letting someone go a year too soon versus a year too late. I think that was kind of the concern and the worry is you don't want to hang on to someone for too long. And maybe that's just how Diana Chocha feels about William Stavak is that maybe 
maybe we're, we're good with what we got with Walter Fletcher, with Jeshwin Antwi. Maybe we add someone else in free agency, which the Alouettes invariably did. We'll get to that momentarily. But unfortunately, yeah, I mean, I, and I don't, I didn't see William Stanback taking a hometown discount too, especially after the phenomenal playoff run he had that touchdown mm-hmm. he scored in the great cup is going to be burned in my mind for a long time because it was just oh, it absolutely was, phenomenal. Oh yeah. And it was necessary at that point in the game. That was a necessary touchdown for the Alouettes. Yeah, you know, I and mean, we can, our, we can't, we can't fault him though at all, Cliff. I mean, we've we've always, uh, you know, had had our, our wonders when it came when it comes to the Owls getting rid of a the running back. You know, we know for sure. I mean, he, he is going to have. Come on, he's going back. He's going to BC where he's going to be matching up and getting back with Vernon Adams. You know what I mean? So it's you can't you you, you can't fault him because they have such a great repertoire. No, and it's funny because uh, on on uh, Eugene Luce's socials, he was posting pictures with uh, William Stanback's kids because, as you know, Gino does live in Montreal in the off season, and he was hanging out with uh, uh, William Stanback and his uh, family. And I thought, oh, oh, could could possibly maybe Gino be recruiting uh, William to go out to Edmonton? Like, <laughs> that could be an interesting move. But uh, lo and behold, uh, no, ends up going out and. Uh, Back with VA, and you know Vernon's excited. You know he's thrilled to have someone that he can trust behind yeah. his back. And you talk about those three guys, William Stanbeck, uh, Vernon Adams, and Eugene Lewis. Those are three guys that came together in a huge way mm-hmm. in 2018 and, and 2019. And, and you saw and what- the work that they did, and that, that, that brotherhood got formed. And you have to believe that Vernon is very, very excited to have his buddy uh, William Stanback with him. One of the pluses too, as we've seen for, and, and, just, and then we'll move on to more of our, our signings and stuff like that uh, in free agency. But uh, William Stanback has grown at not necessarily just as a running back, but also as a blocker, because obviously as quarterback, as we know, you know, when it comes to the, the quarterbacks need a little bit of protection when it comes to depending on which route they're running and Stanback, mm-hmm has just grown immensely. Not only is he a great receiver from out the backfield, if there happens to be necessary to, that, you know, uh, VA has to go that way to, mm-hmm. to stand back, but he's a great blocker too. And he, he knows what he needs to do. And it, it, as long as, you know, keeping, keeping VA upright, that that's, he's, you know, Wayne will be there to do just that. And I can't wait, cannot wait to see, to see the guys return uh, to Montreal for the very first time. See a lot of these guys return in different colors. It's going to be fun. It will. It will. And, you know, we're going to be so excited to see William when he does come back and play at Percival Molson Stadium. It'll be a little tough, just like it was tough to see uh, VA in the black and orange, but it's going to be just as tough, I think, to see Stanback uh, in those colors as well. But you know what? We're, we obviously wish him well. We obviously want the best for him. And if he can go out, play in BC, ball out like he, we know he can, that's awesome. And yeah, no, I'll, I'll, at this point, really, truly, all we can do as supporters of this organization and of, of a William Stanback is just, you know, wish him all the best and uh, just go out and kill it, man. That's that's all we want. That's all we yeah, want. I agree. So obviously, when it came to, you know, we had, um, you know, there weren't, I said, I think he wasn't, it wasn't necessarily, a, was Stanback just the outlier when it came to asking for his release? I think, I know we had some, I'm trying to think off the top of my head if we had some others that were asked to be let go early. 
Um, well, well, I don't know if you want to count uh, Zach Lindley asking for his. Well, he he retired essentially. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's not really asking for a release per no. se, but I guess it's <laughs> he's not coming back unfortunately, which is a, another disappointing thing because he was a special teams dynamo and did absolutely outstanding work. And I guess he figured, okay, I got my Grey Cup, I'm good, you know. So mm-hmm. yeah, but once again, if, if, if that's how he felt, I can't fault him for that either. And uh, it's unfortunate because, yeah, just another great guy that was, uh, you know, to, to sit and chat with and uh, watch him play was just nothing short of phenomenal. And yeah, once again, same, same, same thing. Like, just won't be with the Alouettes in twenty twenty four, and uh, you know, it's it's gonna be a, a very tough piece of the puzzle to replace. Yeah, and we were talking about it before. We we're gonna talk about running backs. You know, it, it did happen since we, uh, since we've been on our, our 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 break and leading into our season nine premiere. Um, the Owls did sign what seems to be our new number one is in a, in a William uh, Walter Fletcher. Uh, they signed him only to a one year contract. It's the second second year in a row that that Fletch has signed a one year term with the Alouettes. Um, at least at the moment, until things uh, until we tell us camp starts at least i would imagine that fletch is going in as our number one and our new incumbent mm-hmm. yeah and again it, it, this is what we've come to expect out of this team when it comes to the ring back situation let's not forget walt fletcher was brought in when standback went down to injury mm-hmm. and look what he did he, he he played phenomenal both he and jeshua and we were like the one a one b and did an absolutely fantastic job in the backfield and we were expecting more out of uh, Fletcher in 2023, and every time he stepped on the field, he played outstanding. Don't get don't get it wrong, but uh, it, this was just part of the juggling act that had to happen. With like you've got William Stanback, you've got Walter Fletcher, you got Jeshua Nantwi. Pick two out of the three. I mean, yeah, <laughs> trying try, try to get those all three of those guys involved in the game at the same time. Easier said than done. I, I mean. You know, Camp's going to be interesting because even though we have those, we have those, you know, we have them coming in. The Owls have signed a lot, you know, every year. It seems like the outlet, Danny Mac always has something going. He, you know, his gears are going. He, he has signed a lot of running backs to come in for into camp. Camp's going to well, be, camp's going to be fun. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And let's not forget last year, everybody was like, who's going to replace Gino Lewis? You know, like the Owls are screwed. No Gino Lewis, no Jake yeah. Winicky. Uh, you know, uh, Reggie White had gone down to injury. Uh, mm-hmm. he, hadn't, he wasn't coming back yet. Uh, you know, the Alouettes are screwed at receiver. I'm like, well, so, you know, it's funny. <laughs> they wrote off the Alouettes, but the Alouettes didn't write back because Danny Mac just went to town. Uh, he brought in the Austin Mac. He brought in Tyler Sneed. He brought in a lot of these receivers that you didn't know them from a hole in the wall. But yeah, once you once you got on the field, you're like, oh, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And Mm-hmm. Did we forget about uh, Tyson Philpot? Did we forget about Kayon Julian Grant? Think, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, I didn't think we were screwed. I mean, yes, it was challenging, and you're, you're, you're you know, that's you, the you best have... word. Perfect word, Cliff. Perfect word. Yeah, I mean, and that's what we're facing in 2024 now at the at the running back position. Is okay. It's a challenge, and guess what? You bring in these guys. Yeah, you know what you have with Walter Fletcher. You know what you have with Jeshua Nantwi. You, know, you don't know what you have with these other guys, but you know what? Let's see who comes up. Let's see mm-hmm. if there is that diamond in the rough. Because at one point, William Stanback was a nobody. At one point, Brandon Whitaker was a nobody. Tyrell Sutton was a nobody, and so on and so forth. But they came in, they did the work, and they ended up becoming superstars. 
And there's no reason to believe that you take a look at the, the running back list that's uh, on the LOS page as far as the, or on the roster. You, you may not know these guys now, but maybe <laughs> this this time next year when a free agency hits, we'll be like, why didn't the Alouettes keep this guy? He did so well. <laughs> it's, that's that's football for you, folks. I mean, you, you you just never know. So yeah, just like you, I'm excited to go to training camp and see this running back competition. That's uh, that what it was for a receiver last year. It's going to be mm-hmm. running back this year. Not and yet, I'm excited. Not, not as much for wide receiver, though. Even though the Owls have brought in quite a few wide receivers because they're trying to find that. Uh, they're trying to find that diamond, that. Uh, <laughs> They're trying to find that Austin Mack in the rough. <laughs> I guess you would say that. Yeah, that's, that's a fair assessment. <laughs> uh, let, let's look at more some some of the guys that we have. You want to let's center on the guys I think that on that we have currently lost. You want to want to do it that way? But since we're talking about William Stampick and stuff like that, and then we'll go with the guys that we that we've gotten because we've had a lot. We thought our defense was currently was good last year at the end of the year. Holy crap, dude! When you look at our defense now, what what what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but let's, let's let's see if we can let's center on some of the guys that we have actually uh, that have uh, not re-signed with the Alouettes so we'll go with the most recent one which was announced today um, uh, you know all-star defensive back uh, Siante Evans is going to be joining William Stanbeck and Vernon Adams in BC as he signs a one-year contract uh, thoughts on, on losing Siante tough because especially the, the first part of the season last year he was a turnover machine like he was making quarterbacks lives miserable and i think he did a very good job when it came to helping along the youngsters like the mm-hmm. the wesley suttons the reggie Stubblefields, kb and antos uh, i you notice it when he went on uh when he went on the uh injury list it, it's like all of a sudden you're like oh crap like yeah these young guys uh, are they ready and you know what? It's that first part of the season, like remember that a lot of these uh, guys were still kind of finding their way just a little bit. I mean, Wesley Sutton, not so much. He he, he knew the score. He knew what was going on. So he, I wasn't too worried about him. But the youngsters, once, uh, like like I said, we, we, we talked about KB Nento. Like that was a work in progress there. I mean, yeah. in the end, it all worked out. Oh, he yeah, ended up becoming yeah. uh, an absolute superstar. And then once he got back stubby after the Owls activated him, he balled out too. So, I mean... It, it's a matter of leaning on these guys who have been in the league for as long as they'd had. Mm-hmm. And again, you, you can't, you know, you can't coach experience. I mean, you, you can't teach experience. You either have it or you don't. And Siante Evans definitely had it. Um, listen, this, this was his second go around with the Alouettes. Like he played with the Alouettes in 2019, played yeah. phenomenal football. Then played excellent football last year. So yeah, it's, uh, it's disappointing to not see. I, I would have liked to see him stick around just to, help ensure that secondary is still in tip top shape. So, you know, it's listen, once again, can't fault him. You know, the opportunity was there. I mean, if he was in the card, if he was in the plans, then there's no doubt in my mind that uh, Danny Machocha would have done what he could to keep him. But uh, maybe he too, he looks at some of the youngsters that uh, have been signed as well that were on the practice roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's also not forget Najee Murray, who was injured last year. He's coming back more than likely. He will slot into that role for Evans and, uh, Maybe the thought is, okay, you know what? Najee Evans is a pretty damn good football player, and he's going to make some noise out in the secondary. So I guess the thought is, well, maybe maybe we don't need a Siante Evans. So I I hope it's one of those strategies uh, that, you know, like I said, letting him go, I I just hope it doesn't come back to bite the Alouettes on the butt. But 
you, you, you have to trust your instincts, I think, as general manager. You have to trust that the players that you are signing and the players that you're letting go, it's the right moves to make. And yeah. truthfully, only time's going to tell. Yeah, uh, another, uh, and it's funny, Jeff's just, just about to say that, VA. Uh, it, 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 you know, Hardy also happened to join uh, the, the BC Lions also. Yeah, Jake Hardy, uh, who towards the end of the season also did fantastic work. Uh, uh, he also of the... Uh, on. I know. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. I was thinking about. I'm gonna mix him up with Cole Speaker, but uh, <laughs> Jake Hardy. You know, so happy for him to to get the opportunity. Like he was out mm-hmm. of football for a little bit, came back to Montreal, came to Montreal, got it together, ended up being a, a great contributor as well. And yeah. yeah, had had that one game where it was it was the Jake Hardy show, like yeah. late in the season. So, and, and it's kind of funny. Like all these former Alouettes going to. BC. It's kind of like when all the, the former Stampeders went to Toronto and joined uh, Ryan Didwitty there as coach. So I guess VA, he's he's putting on a masterclass as far as recruitment goes and getting all these uh, Alouettes to come all the way out uh, out west. So at, let's not forget, the BC Lions are host. well, the, Vancouver is hosting the Grey Cup this year. So you better believe that the BC Lions are going to do everything they can to put together a top-notch roster and compete in order to host and be a mm-hmm. part of that great cup game. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, look, looking at the list here also, I mean, it's funny, you know, uh, uh, the Owls are able to get quite a few guys, you know, they still had some major names. And if everybody happens to check the, the Owls current roster, it has been fully updated. Same thing with all the current transactions on the CFL website. Uh, so a lot of the guys who were currently listed as free agents are not currently listed, are not with the Alouettes on the Alouettes roster anymore. Uh, you know, given the, you know, like uh, Vincent Desjardins, Greg Ellingson, um, uh, I think Nafis Line, I think has been also been cut. Uh, uh, Landon Rice. Um, am I forgetting anybody? Uh, um, Those are the, some of the more, the, the major yeah. names. Yeah. So, but again, you know, for, as we were saying for the Alouettes and, and free agents, a lot of these guys started right before Christmas. You know, it was like it was it was Christmas early for Alouettes fans. Not only did we get the you know the the schedule, but we also got some of these guys who were extended, and they weren't. And I I don't want to go into it you know too much because we already did it in our last couple of shows of of, of season eight. But you know, these some of these guys are here for a while. You know, the extension, uh, you know, of, of Cody Fajardo, you know, just, I think that was, and I think I mentioned this in one of the shows, late shows last year, that was the domino. That was what started everything, I think, for all these guys returning. So it's seeing a lot of these guys come back to the Alouettes. I'm very, very happy, but also, you know, uh, you can't complain with who the Alouettes have signed Cliff when it comes to these free agents from other teams. And, these guys are no slouches in any way, shape, or form. And I was saying to you before, this the defense that we have now, these guys that are on defense, I'm hoping that both these, both the offense and defense are able to complement each other perfectly throughout the season. Yeah. And it's funny, I, I was on the uh, Canadian Football Countdown show yesterday as part of their free agency, for, free agent frenzy. And they asked, like, what what moves, what do you think, uh, what big moves do you think, uh, Dave Machocha is going to make. I said he could never stop playing with the defensive line. I mean, that, that's been a work of, that's been his pet project since he came on board in 2020. He's constantly tinkering with it, constantly making changes. And when you lose like a Luol Ugalak, you know, who again, young guy, you thought, okay, this guy's going to be around for a while and he's already won a great cup. 
like then sure enough, and a Canadian get, and a Canadian. Exactly. And yeah. like, okay, well, um, all right, now he's going to go back to the NFL. He's going to go try his, uh, his hand at the NFL. Like, what do you do? Like, okay, well you go out and you get another national member of the defensive line. In mm-hmm. fact, Gell was go went ahead and got two members of the defensive line that are both national players. Yep. So it, it, it's about the depth. It's about making sure you got that that front four just looking absolutely ferocious. And you, you take a look at the names on that. Sean Lemon, uh, uh, Mustafa Johnson. Now we're adding on uh, Isaac Adam, Adiemi Berglund. Yep. Uh, Derek Wigan and Dylan Wynn. Yep. Holy crap. I mean, that's... <laughs> That's dangerous. Oh, and let's not forget Brock Gowanlock, who's been mm-hmm. on this team now for the past couple of years, and also too starting to come into form after you know a couple of injury riddled uh, first seasons. This dude has always been dangerous. He's always like he's always shown flashes of brilliance, and he too can step in and 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 make some make some serious impact for this uh, defensive line. It like I, I look at this defensive line like holy crap. I mean this is. This is good. This is really good. I mean, like, you know, again, man. We I, we I, we go into it before, and we said it many times. Like, obviously, now the, how this team looks on paper, paper burns, as I've said. But remember, we need to see how this team will gel come training camp, because you know, and and it's true. I mean, I don't expect any of these guys to get cut at the end of camp. You know, considering uh, you know how much of an integral part they seem like they're going to be for the for the for the defense, um, but it, again, it, it's everybody's team looks good after after you know after free agency once free agency starts. But man, um, now a question to you though, Cliff. Though, and obviously, you know, sometimes you know sometimes the defense has been here or there for the Owls. Obviously, they stepped up mightily when it came to. Uh, you know, obviously winning the Great Cup and then getting uh, how well they did at the end of the season. Do you think that the Owls are concentrating too much on defense and not enough on offense? Or based on the the free agents that they have signed, the the unrestricted uh, un, how do, how do I call these guys? The guys that weren't on major free agents, the guys that they they've pulled off the street. I just I'll, I'll put it that way. Well, free agents. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah. But what what are your thoughts when it comes to, to to that? Do you think that they're centering too much on the defense? Because I I've, I've heard some chatter saying, "Oh, what about the offense?" But what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, I, I would argue that they concentrated on the offense before free agency got underway. Mm. I mean, re-upping Fajardo, uh, you didn't have to worry about uh, Caleb Evans and uh, Davis Alexander. So I mean, the quarterback position was fine. Yeah. Uh, the running back situation was the only sort of concern, if you will, was of which of the two, which two of the three headed monster were going to be st- sticking around. Got that settled. That's straightened up now. In addition to adding on to running backs, signing a bunch of them, uh, receiver position. I mean, look at the receivers that, that this team had before. I mean, like I said, Tyson Philpott, Kayon Julian Grant, uh, Cole Speaker. I, I mean, like, Guys that contributed and played a major role in this Grey Cup. Uh, I mean, like I said, losing Austin Mack, yeah, that, that was tough. But also, too, Galwitz decided to go out and get. I will again. I will never use the term replacement, but yeah, a, a good addition to the. Who I think will be a very good addition to the core in Tevin Jones, the yeah. Saskatchewan Rough Riders. 
And this and guy, by would, the way, people don't remember who Tevin Jones is if you didn't see the game. He's the guy that basically basically caught the tip. What was it? The tip pass for the touchdown for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders versus Calgary. Yeah, just an absolutely <laughs> phenomenal play. Like I, I think Trevor, was Trevor Harris quarterback. He just basically threw up a prayer. And it just it looked like it was going to get picked off, but instead just bounced off the hands of the Calgary defender and into Tevin Jones's hands, and he just mm-hmm. waltzed into the end zone. Mm-hmm. Holy they, moly! Yeah, they just that. went nuts at Mosaic. <laughs> they yeah. would, uh, if he can pull off some of that stuff this year in Montreal, I'll be more than happy with that. So, see, and that's that's the thing—he's going to have the opportunity to become more of a playmaker now. Like if he is stepping into that quote-unquote Austin Max spot, then he's going to have absolutely a chance to. Yeah, and he's also played with Cody Fajardo too. Exactly. In, in, yeah. in 2022, so Fajardo knows him very well. Jason Moss knows him very well, and obviously, I'm pretty sure they had a a, a very big say in like, yeah, this is a, you got to get this dude because he, he can he can make something special. He can be something special here. So, I mean, as far as offense goes, I mean, you're you're always tinkering, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if Danny Mac decides to add another known receiver as well because. Uh, Truthfully, I don't see the Alouettes retaining Greg Ellingson. Uh, no, it's official. No, it's official. He has been. He's according to the to, to the current transactions. Greg Ellingson is no longer a part of the Montreal Alouettes. No, I, I get that. Like the anyone who's a a free agent is truly like a pending free agent is now truly a free agent in the sense mm-hmm. that they're okay. not yeah. on the team. But yeah, but again, I don't I don't see Danny Mac going back after Greg Ellingson. I guess that's what I was trying to say. Not to put him down or anything like that. It's just no, I, no. He I just, he just had a a rough. Ellingson was was a, a one of the big signings for twenty twenty three, but it just you know as much as 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 much as a positive pedigree that he had in the CFL and what he did was phenomenal in the CFL. One injury, whatever happened in training camp, he was not able to recover from it. And he, he got into one game, one game. So, yeah. And no, I mean, you, you take a look at the, the receiving core as it sits and uh, some other agents or uh, other free agents were added as well to sort of, com- again, sort of compete for that open spot, if you will. But honestly, I, I look at this, uh, this receiving core and there is so much to like, uh, let's not forget, uh, Keshen Abram who played, uh, some pretty outstanding football at training camp last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Courtney Davis also had, uh, he was able to come in for a couple of yep. games and yep. make a bit of noise. Uh, Shedler Fervius, uh, draft pick last year for the Alouettes. Uh, he was another one started coming in a little bit later towards the end of the season, but he's another guy that given the opportunity can shine as well. And also to a national receiver, which, uh, yep. will definitely compliment, uh, uh, Tyson Philpott. And uh, K on Julian Grant, so and we got the returning Reggie White, which will be very interesting to see how he, how he's able to adjust and get back at, to things after having the entire year off because of injury. Yeah, so I mean, so all all this to say that yeah, let's say getting to, back, to, yeah, <laughs> to, 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 coming back around yeah. to answer your question as far as the offense goes, I'm not too concerned about that, and I, not to say that I'm concerned now about the defense, but when it comes to defense, I mean you can't have enough quality players as far as I'm concerned. Like the way that uh, Machocha is constantly working with and tinkering with the defensive line. I'm good with that because he's definitely adding some key elements there. Uh, the linebacking core, I will argue is one of the very best in the Canadian football league. To me, I think the secondary is extremely good. I, I would like to see them focus a little bit more, get a little bit more depth there. I wouldn't mind seeing them add a, uh, I'm thinking maybe a Winston Rose. Would not be a bad uh, move Ooh, to make. Okay. 
so far, uh, he hasn't, uh, no one's really been uh, kind of kicking the tires on him. Uh, I was a little disappointed. Demario Houston had signed with the Calgary Stampeders. I thought that could be a fun uh, addition to the Alouettes, but uh, <laughs> I mean, dude, I think that he, I think he led the league in interceptions last year. So, I mean, of course he was definitely going to be highly courted. So, but uh, Winston Rose, uh, who essentially Houston had supplanted uh, in, in, in uh, Bomberland. I wouldn't mind seeing Winston Rose maybe come in here and uh, on a team friendly deal and could maybe make some noise happen. And also too, would be an experienced leader that can, again, I think compliment like the KB Nantos and the Richie Stubblefields yeah. in that uh, secondary. So to me, I think there's still a couple more moves to be made. I, I definitely see Machocha possibly kicking the tires on a couple more defensive backs and, uh, because yeah, even in CFL's free agency today, there are some pretty significant names moving different places. You know, same, you know, same thing with Evans as an example. So it's yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fun, dude. It it really is. I mean, um, I mean, how how fun is it to actually be able to watch the tampering period this year? Which I have to say, a week. I think it is a little too long to go with it. I mean, it's, <laughs> I, I, I'd like to see it become a real frenzy. Like I'd say 72 hours before free agency. That's your tampering window. If you want to call it that, I think a week is too long. Like you got, well, we, we did have some surprise. We had that one who, I think the one dude, where was he? He said yes to Calgary and then he backed out. Uh, yeah, I think it was, uh, something like that. So we yeah. didn't, ex- we didn't expect that twist. And Jamal Morrow, who uh, actually failed his physical with, so he's oh not gonna, he's not going to be signing with the Stampeders. Um, that's a, another interesting wrinkle. That was somebody who I thought could have been uh, brought in to uh, to replace William Stanback, or at least compete with that spot, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, st- still could, in theory, happen, but uh, I think Thank the Alouettes are, are very happy with not just Jeshua Nantui and Walter Fletcher, but they also added uh, Sean Thomas Erlington. Uh, which yes. I, I have to laugh because that seems to be the the token pick, if you will, for uh, Danny Machocha, a, a, a former Montreal Carabin. You, you know, Danny loves to sign his former Carabins, and STE did actually play for the Carabin. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, now he's coming home, so to speak, which uh, would be interesting to see. I, I think he'll definitely be a great competition for Fletcher and Antwi. Um, like I, said, I, I truly don't see those two being supplemented by uh or supplanted i should say by uh yeah. ste but uh it'll make for a very interesting and competitive camp and again especially with we've seen some of the names that the that the owls have brought in for those free agent running backs too so it's 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 going to be fun but and, and by the way we're talking about too kadeem carey by the way so obviously he's he's heading over to to, to calgary because he's taking the place of aj Ouellette. that's interesting too so uh going to toronto you mean uh sorry toronto yeah 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 so yeah so it's free agency man it's wild i mean but i mean how how much how much how much fun is it though to be able this year to be able to watch that and know that the elowitz are able to make moves they're able to offer contracts if they want to like they could blow their brains out if they want to whereas last year danny mack was handcuffed like he 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 couldn't do anything like he yeah randy ambrosi was like na 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 and then it was like Ding. Yeah, the day of. By that time, like that, like, it's closing the door, the barn door after the horses have gotten out. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, thanks. Really great. Appreciate it. I mean, listen. In the end, it all worked out, right? I mean, 
people always joke about how the, the Ottawa Red Blacks win free agency every year, and look what's happened. You know, the records they come out with. I mean, it's just because you sign a whole bunch of free agents doesn't mean that your team's automatically going to be better. I mean, as you said, look good on paper, but you're right. Paper burns. Exactly. And we, and we were just talking about it before. Just uh, Jared also wanted to know about the new D-line acquisitions. I hope, I hope we're able to answer the questions well enough for you, Jared. To, uh, yeah. But I'll, I'll sum it up. I'm, I'm very excited to see what uh, Isaac Berglund and uh, Derek Wigan can do. Both guys were very big contributors on the defensive line in Calgary. Both national players. Uh, I know Berglund was very excited because uh, we, uh, on the Flight Deck account, we basically welcomed him to Alouette's mm-hmm. football. and. He responded back like, "Yeah, so excited, love Quebec." Like, I had forgotten. I watched that. Watched the thing they did. They, they, the Alouettes did a, a season, the free agency special today, and they had him on. I, I again, it. He played at Lennoxville, and then he he play, he he played here in Quebec, you know, yep. for uh, for U Laval. So I mean, it's Nova Scotia boy. So I mean, like that. Yeah. By default, I mean, it's like the Alouettes would be the closest team proximity-wise for if you know if his family wanted to come see him play. I mean, so yeah, that's it's going to be very exciting to see uh, Isaac Berglund uh, on that defensive line. As I said, with with all those other guys that we mentioned earlier, and and Dylan Wynn, and like, wow, wow. Yeah, what's your thought on that one? That do you think that one came out of nowhere? Because obviously, I I think it's funny. You know what? I give props to all the uh, all the CFL insiders, you know, Dave Naylor and Farhan Lounge and stuff like that. One of the best tweets that I think that we had seen so far of insider information was seeing, you know, Dylan Wynn is, is reported being in the Montreal airport. I mean, it's, I mean, you can't get any better than that, man. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, hilarious. And of course, right away, like the Hamilton people were speculating, oh no, oh no, what, no. Because, <laughs> you know, they too, they, they they're kind of going through it right now with a, a lot of their free agents uh, yeah. leaving, but they're also adding free agents too. So I mean, it's it's a it's team. That's interesting com- to see who has left. I mean, Toronto. I don't want to call them them gutted, but Toronto's taking a major hit. Uh, uh, Hamilton, not as much. So you know, you know, obviously, friend of this show, uh, Matt Schultz. All the best to you, dude, over in Calgary. Yeah, um, you, you know what. I love that move for him because mm-hmm. I truly think he can go in there, compete with Jake Mayer, and I truly would not be surprised if he ends up winning the starting job. Not to not to slight Jake Mayer, but uh, I, I truly think Schiltze is he's at that point. He's got the experience now. He's he's been in this league for a few years. He knows what it takes to win. Sometimes it's just about the right system, and I, I can't help but think with uh, Dave Dickinson as head coach uh, and 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 some of the weapons that are there in Calgary. And I think the, it's a great place to develop quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I think that's the perfect situation for him to walk into. And I truly would not be surprised if come the first weekend of June, you end up seeing Matthew Schultz's uh, QB one out in Calgary. Yeah, and, and this time around for Ottawa, Ottawa did this a few years ago. I think they did. They reloaded quite a bit last year and it just fell to pieces, but they've been very active also when it comes to free agency and the East, you know, again, it's early, but man, the East looks, there may be a shift in the East this year. Yeah. I I definitely think though that uh, Montreal did the right thing when it came to free agency. Like they identified almost immediately who they wanted to keep from that great cup winning team, Mm -hmm. made sure they got those guys Signed, sealed, and delivered. And I think and just, it also helped with with recruiting too. I mean, you if you have a Sean Lemon recruiting you to come to Montreal, 
Come on. Darnell Sankey, come on. Cody Fajardo, come on. Definitely. Tyson Philpot too. I mean, like you, yeah. you, you talk about the future. You're talking about how this team is built and how they're, they're putting themselves together. I mean, it's there's there really is a lot to be excited about and we've only scratched the surface i mean let's not forget like like i said the superstars come out of, out of the woodwork all the time and you know like i said this this competition that's going to be heating up for running back i'm, I'm very excited to see that it's going to be fun then yeah. you get the draft you've got uh, uh other potential stars that will just come out and man it's always exciting <laughs> that's that's what i love about this time of year like it's the off season, it's the winter. There's no football actually being played, but my God, this is such an exciting time of year for for football fans. And so far, I'm I'm very pleased with the moves that the Alouettes have made. And it's almost like, well, okay, if if you it, as it sits right now, this is looking pretty good. If you think you can add to it, by all mm-hmm. means, I, I'm here for it. But uh, you know what? If they decide, okay, we've these these are moves we're going to make. We're good with what we've got. Okay, let's. Yeah. We'll, and, we'll see how the rest of it unfolds, but uh, so far this this team is very much looking like a team that's going to be defending its Grey Cup championship. And and come come camp in Saint Jerome in in May, uh, for once I won't mind having a scorecard to see all the all the new names and trying to figure out who they are. But there are going to be a ton of names that we actually do know that, that carried over from the year prior. So it's it'll be interesting to see some of these guys and their. Uh, their sophomore seasons with the Alouettes, so it, it'll it'll be fun. But I mean, we're just started. It's just started, really. You can really just say that now the twenty twenty four season really just started. Yeah, that's it. I think free agency basically kicks the door open and says, "Yeah, we're back. We're back to CFL football," and it, it just starts from there. You got free agency next month. Is the combine out in Winnipeg? Gets you potential stars of the future. Who do you think the Alouettes are going to be going after when it comes to trying to fill roster voids in that respect? Mm-hmm. Uh, then you've got the draft to find out which of those players that we saw at the combine end up truly becoming members of the Alouettes. And again, maybe these guys, you won't hear about them until like, you know, two, three years down the road, but that's where it starts. And then hey, with, with St. Jerome only being 45 minutes up the road, dude, multiple ways to get there to St. Jerome to see camp this year, you know, by car, by train, by bus, you can get to St. Jerome and, and make it over to camp. Planes, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> yeah. I want to remind everybody that if you want to check out any of our, uh, uh, of our past episodes of the previous eight, and maybe even you want to listen to today's episode of the season premiere of the ninth season, you can do so uh, later on by heading over to our archive over at uh, Um, If you also want to follow us on social media, please do so. You can find us over on X, Twitter, or Twix. We, I think we love talk, calling it Twix, don't we, Cliff? Uh, you can follow Twix us. Awesome. Uh, yeah, uh, Alouette's FL Deck. You can also follow us on Facebook at Alouette's Flight Deck Pod and Instagram and YouTube. I mean, if you're watching the show right now live, you're following us. It's at youtube.com slash Alouette's Flight Deck for both of those things. And yes, we are also on Blue Sky. We're going to get that going a little bit more, too. Uh, we also are on Threads. Don't use it as much. Um, but also, you can follow me. On Twitter at Repact, that's R E P P A C T. And you can follow Cliff at Cliffy D. Uh, also, want to remind you too that if you're looking to get some new merch, including our homage to the championship, our We the Ones t shirt, head over to our, our merch shop 
or get some other merch with, with our logos on it because we got some new stuff coming up very, very soon. Head over mm-hmm. to flight dick, www.flightdeckgear.ca and rep the uh, podcast, uh, whether it be now, camp, and the game, wherever it may be. Also, breaking news for everybody, just to let you know that we are going to be having returning because of our great guys over at Sport Buff, the flight crew seats are going to be returning for the 2024 season. Stay tuned for more information on how you're going to be able to get uh, your own pair of tickets to see your Grey Cup champs play during the 2024 home season. How, how exciting is that? Especially too, let's not forget, the first regular season game this year, late in late June, we're going to be unfurling a Grey Cup banner, Tim. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if that doesn't get you excited, I don't know what will. So yeah, yeah when, when the time comes, folks, make sure you, you make sure you're tuned in. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, uh, whether it's on your favorite podcatcher, whether it's here on YouTube. Uh, make sure you, you hit the like, subscribe button. You know, people leaving us comments, we definitely appreciate all of that. However, you, you can to help interact and grow the show with with us. You know, it's definitely appreciated. Uh, we're gonna have all kinds of uh, great giveaways uh, to do this year. Uh, Got some exciting guests that we've got planned that, uh, you know, even during the off season too, like there's a couple of alumni members that uh, want to talk with us as well. So we're very excited to be able to make that happen for you all. And uh, as always tune into our socials, make sure you're subscribed, make sure you're following us. Uh, it's the best way to find out of any late breaking news, anything like that. Like we're, we're not going to be every week here during the off season. No, I no. figure maybe once every two weeks might be a little bit more ideal or when anything major happens, then yes, for sure. yeah, we'll, we'll get on and we're going to talk about it. Yeah, but, we can go uh, live. And this, this is the new thing too, by the way, we want your feedback, uh, feedback on how we, how we've done for the uh, very first live episode of the Adelaide's flight deck podcast taping. Um, just shoot us some, uh, you know, let us know on socials or you can email us, email me at tim.capper at alouettesflightdeck.ca or, or email cliff at cliffyd.pine uh, at alouettesflightdeck.ca. Was that, was, that, was that what yours is? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it was. Um, but yeah, and, and let us know. Let us know because we want to make this a a, a, a regular thing. Um, you know, cliff and I did some testing last night and we found out some stuff like, oh, what happens if we happen to do an interview that can't go live? Oh, it will work. So <laughs> you, you won't be missing a thing. By the way, Cliff, I was talking to our to our season ticket guy because we had the same same season ticket manager for the mm-hmm. Alouettes. And I was asking him some questions and he was just giving me some, we're just doing some quick chatting about stuff. And I just happened to mention, I said, so have you had, have you been uh, measured for your ring yet? He goes, oh, funny you ask. We just did that yesterday. <laughs> must be nice must so be nice. those those are coming those are those those are those are coming those are coming and and also they the and it's not it's not a it's, it's not a, a secret but the alouettes are also producing a gray cup book of some sort like a year in review book where season ticket holders had had a chance earlier this year to actually get their name i guess we're like producers of the book are we are we co-authors are you and i now co-authors Ooh, ooh! Does that mean we get? Well, I guess we don't get writing credit. Residuals. But, uh, <laughs> Maybe residuals can, would be nice. We can put it on our on our new IMDb uh, profile. How's that? <laughs> Interesting. I'll, yeah. I'll, 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 or or add it to the LinkedIn. I don't know. We'll. <laughs> yeah, 
And also, if you happen to miss any of this, or and just as normal, if you happen to miss the show, um, you will be able to, to catch it on all what, on the audio itself. It will still show up on YouTube, um, and it will show up on all the the wherever you can get wherever you can get your other your podcasts. You will be able to catch the audio version of this podcast uh, throughout our ninth broadcast season. Yeah, anywhere you find, wherever you listen to podcasts, folks, just do a search for Alouette's Flight Deck. Chances are you'll find us there, whether it's any of the big ones or even the smaller ones, too. I, I, I'm actually very surprised at where our reach is, Tim. And yeah, so, I mean, there's no excuse, folks. I mean, if, you, if you're if you tuned in with us, you know, we appreciate it 100%. Again, I cannot stress enough, you know, like, subscribe, however you do it. I mean, just, you know, come and join us on this ride. I mean, we, we had such a blast last year. I mean, all the way up to the Grey Cup and even being a part of the Grey Cup itself. I mean, that was absolutely phenomenal. And... I'm looking forward to more again in 2024. I'm looking forward to seeing what we can do, you know, right from training camp all the way to the end, all the way to Vancouver and the Grey Cup there and beyond. I mean, it's it's shaping up to be a really fun, exciting season, and yep. I, I'm I'm so thrilled. The grind for nine has officially started, yep. and, and I can't wait. And also, too, uh, not only did we restart the uh, our our broadcast season, but do stay tuned for season two. Of Flight Deck Live, for sure. You will be seeing us at training camp. You will be seeing us post game. Uh, we're we're looking forward to bringing you our, our very unique post game show that we've that we started just last year here at the Alouettes Flight Deck. So it's uh, we're, we're looking forward to season two of, of Flight Deck Live. Absolutely, this is man. I mean, it, it started yesterday, or it started on Tuesday with uh, with free agency getting underway, and even before then. I mean, like it's. I really can't stress how the CFL has essentially become a almost feels like a 24 seven, 365 league. Now, like there's always mm-hmm. news. There's always something to talk about. There's always things to be paying attention to. Like there's no, there's an off season, obviously like obviously no football's being played, but I mean, so much stuff is happening behind the scenes and we get to be a part of it as well. And it's, it, it's so exciting. So folks, Please, I can't stress enough. Make sure you're along for the ride. Make sure you're along with us for the ride because it's going to be phenomenal. There's no question in my mind that this is going to be one heck of a season again this year. Yep, I agree with you, dude. Any other last words before we finish up our our uh, first season, uh, first broadcast of the of our ninth season? Uh, no, just uh, once again, uh, thanks again to everybody who's joining us, uh, all the people that came in. Uh, Check, you know, showing the love, giving the comments. So we definitely appreciate each VA. and every one of you. Thanks for joining us, VA, man. That was, nice. yeah. that was a nice surprise. Our, our man, Vernon Adams, like I said, you, you know, always showing the love for the day one, guys. Uh, we appreciate you, dude. Uh, like I said, you're doing a hell of a job recruiting, recruiting for the PC Lions. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know how many more other former Alouettes you want to get out there, but uh, I mean, listen, but who are we to stop you right so exactly. <laughs> I, we're definitely looking forward to spending some time with you again vernon and uh man just just keep doing what you do man we appreciate you yeah uh yeah well turf district yeah you're kind of right this is kind of flight deck live but it's the alowitz flight deck podcast live how about that AFD semantics <laughs> semantics yeah yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah i guess kind of a, a bit of a a mashup if you will between flight deck live and the alowitz flight deck so uh, call it what you will but you know, we're trying something out and what did it work? Did it not work? Let us know in the comments below. And, uh, you know, we, 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 trust me, we check everything out and yeah, we're looking forward to keeping this, keeping this party going. 
exactly we appreciate everybody who joined us uh for the our first live episode uh of the of our flight deck live uh, excuse me the, see he got me doing it of uh, the flight deck, <laughs> yeah, uh, of the alouettes flight deck podcast uh we hope to see you guys in the next in the next couple of weeks uh with our uh, another brand new show so for everybody here at the alouettes flight deck for cliffy d i'm tim capper ron final approach Take Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.